You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 402. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 402. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? Without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, pod people. Amy here. I am going to be continuing our series on manifesting rich relationships and intimate partnerships. And I'm personally doing a two-parter. Last week and this week, I've been talking about how to manifest your soulmate. Last week, we dug into an exercise that I like to call Soulmate Factory, which is essentially you putting in your order with the universe. This is what I would like to attract. Now this week, I'm going to be talking specifically about a five-step manifestation process. So if you're out there listening and you're going, well, I'm not interested in dating or I'm already in a relationship or in a partnership, this manifestation process can be applicable to pretty much anything you want to call forth into your life. Although I'm going to be using examples that are related to dating and love relationships, you can certainly layer any of these tactics or tools onto other things that you might want to create in your life in the area of career or even friendships or maybe changes you want to have inside of your relationship money, all sorts of things. So please don't tune out if you're not necessarily in the market to manifest a soulmate. This is also part of a larger series that is going on this month. And I have two additional experts who are going to be coming on talking about law of attraction, talking about the myths and mindsets that get in our way when we are looking to call forth the one into our life. And I think you're going to really, really enjoy it. Now, there is something else that you need to be aware of. And I think I might I might hear hear it coming around. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. That's right. We have a free shit alert. So last week, I let you know about a workbook that I put together specifically to accompany last week's episode and this week's episode. So on either pod, doesn't matter which one you go to, you'll see a very easy button just to hit, and we will send you that workbook straight to your email. And there's a very real reason for including worksheets when I'm talking specifically about manifestation. There is something really powerful that happens when you get out of your mind and out of just your thought process and get it out onto paper. In fact, if you caught my handwriting episode, 
there's a concept called the idiomotor response that is the phenomenon that happens when our subconscious mind communicates through our physical body. It's actually how Ouija boards work. It's how muscle testing works, if you've ever done that before. And it is manifested in our handwriting. And what that also means is that there's a powerful message that happens directly to our subconscious as we write. It's one of the best ways that we can cement new ideas, put out our order to the universe for the person that we want to meet and manifest, or for any goal, really, which is also why I do that around the start of the year with our goals episode. So be sure to go to either this podcast episode or the one from last week, thejoyjunkie.com slash 402, and you can get that freebie workshop. You will absolutely want to make sure that you are writing stuff down. Let's talk about five key steps in the manifestation process. You know I love a good, linear, quantifiable, step-by-step process. So I'm going to throw these out here, and you'll see this actually on page six of your workbooks. The five steps to manifesting your soulmate are declaration, which we talked about a lot last week, and I'm going to go into all five of these at length today. The second is to declutter. The third is inspired action. Four is receiving. And five is positive self-talk. So let's talk a little bit about what declaration might mean. This is in essence, what we did last week with the Soulmate Factory. And brief recap, the Soulmate Factory is divided into four major rooms, essentially, that you would be going into in a factory and you would be picking out almost as though you were redesigning your kitchen and you're picking out cabinetry and a new sink faucet and you're picking out, you know, countertops. It's like you were doing that in all of these various rooms for your partner. And the first room is going to be related to physical traits. The second room is going to be about character, about your core values, about the integrity of that person, how you are aligned from your value system. The third room is your life together. What are the things that you want that person to value as far as how you would spend your time? And then the final room is who I intend to be inside this relationship. So that process is very advantageous in this declaration stage. It's being really clear, hey, universe, this is what I intend to manifest. And I talked about this briefly last week, but it warrants repeating. When we don't get really clear with this declaration, when we're not very specific about who we want in our lives and who we intend to be in that relationship, what we end up doing is just taking on projects or dating for potential. You cannot be in relationship with potential. 
It's essentially saying we could be happy if you were a totally different person. Now, that's different than the two of you growing and developing as you age. That's a natural part and likely part of the value system that you're if you're listening to a personal growth podcast, you probably want the person that you're attached to to also give a shit about being a better person. However, if you are not super clear, a lot of times what will happen is we will do what I like to call the cognitive override around red flags. So you go out on that first date and that other person may have said something that kind of rubbed you the wrong way, but you cognitively override it. You Because you don't have any baseline of, no, these are the things that are acceptable. These are the things that are not not acceptable, non-negotiable, deal breakers, et cetera. Now, another huge piece of the declaration process is to have it around you. Over the course of my career, I have had plenty of students who have done this sort of an exercise who completely ended up finding their soulmate and who are all still happily married to this very day. One thing that they have done that would be really helpful for you is to keep your declaration top of mind. And that might look like having your soulmate factory stuff printed out. I even had one person who carried it with them all the time, like in their wallet, sort of as this energetic statement that, hey, I intend to call this person forth. So you can also do things like rereading it every single day and continue to add to it. Or you might figure out that there are some more deal breakers that you want to really cement there. You can get inundated. You can do things like vision boards or action boards. I did have a a client who did that one time where it was, here are all of the things that I want to manifest. This wasn't necessarily just in relationships. Here are all the things that I want to manifest. And then for each one of those, it was a vision board of here are all the action steps I'm going to take to remind myself of doing my part because that's the deal with manifestation. It's not that something just drops in your lap. It's that you get incredibly intentional and specific about what it is that you want in your life and then you actually take action to get it. And we'll talk about that here in a second. So Having that declaration very clear, this is what I'm going to call forth. If you have heard my story about manifesting rich relationships, I did the same sort of thing. And I said, here is what I want. I want like-minded people. I made a like a one ad, a description of it. And I had it up in my office. And lo and behold, it all kind of came to fruition. It was pretty magical. Moving on to number two, D clutter. This is probably one of the most difficult pieces for most people. And there's a very real scientific reason for that. When we create habit, it becomes registered in the brain as safe. So even if you have become a homebody or you've chronically avoided social interactions, That is simply a habit that you have cemented in your mind. Even if you want to break free from that, your mind goes, hey, it's safe for me to stay at home. It's safe for me to hide out. It's safe for me to 
not speak up or not engage with other people. So just know that in order to start breaking that habit, you're going to have to do something differently. And a lot of times we allow a lot of mediocrity in our life simply because it's comfortable and there's nothing really super painful about it, all right? Because whenever we take risks, whenever we step outside of our comfort zone, that registers in the brain as an unsafe. So please know that if you are sitting in a job that you hate or in a relationship that you know is going nowhere, that's very, very normal for people to stay there even though they know it's not serving them and it's not what they want long term. So this is not necessarily about okay, you absolutely have to break up with someone right now or you have to file for divorce or anything like that. I just want you to start being really clear about is this what you want if nothing were to change in one year, five year, 10 years? Are you going to be okay with where you are at in this relationship or in your dating life, let's say? Sometimes it is that you're dating people But you constantly are dating people who are, quote, safe, meaning maybe they are married and emotionally unavailable so that you can also be emotionally unavailable, so that you can have a distance. Because if you actually dated somebody who was really real and ready and available, you might have to be vulnerable. You might have to actually be seen. So you have to start looking at what am I cluttering up my environment with? In fact, I remember hearing this incredible story. It was a woman who was working as a interior designer. And she goes into this house with this couple. And the first thing she sees is this just ridiculous, god-awful chair. And she says to them, you have to get rid of this chair. You absolutely, I mean, you have to. And so then they start bargaining. Well, what if we put a, you know, a beautiful throw on it? Or what about a cute decorative pillow? Or maybe we can paint the fabric or, and she's going, get rid of the motherfucking chair. Get rid of the chair. And they would contest her and said, well, if we get rid of the chair, then what are we going to have to sit on? And she said, as soon as you get rid of that chair, you will become far more creative about figuring out what the hell you're going to sit on. It becomes more urgent to figure that shit out. So this could be similar to you in a dating scenario where you're dating people who aren't really emotionally available, maybe not physically available. Maybe you are barking up the wrong tree, so to speak. Maybe you're dating people who you're not willing to be seen by. Maybe they adore you, but you're not willing to let go and really, truly be vulnerable with them. So you have to start looking at, am I cluttering up my space with individuals who aren't able to truly give me what I am looking for? as it relates to your declaration, as it relates to what you are intentionally wanting to bring forth. So have you been trying to throw a decorative pillow on this chair? Have you been trying to add a nice throw pillow or a a throw 
to gussy it up a little bit when the reality is you might need to just get rid of the fucking chair. Now, obviously, that's going to be different for everybody, but I want you to check in on your own situation. I find that a majority of people who who hear this message, they know very well I'm dicking around. I'm dicking around in the dating scene. I'm not taking it seriously. I'm not. And I'm not doing that because is it's I'm being intentional about it. It's because I'm scared, right? Like, hello, it's scary to be vulnerable. In fact, Mr. Smith and I have often said that one of the reasons why we get to have the most intimate, incredible, connected relationship is the same reason we hurt each other the most. We are in that deep. We have that much risk involved. And that is scary as all shit. It's rewarding for sure. I would not have it any other way, but it is scary. So if you have those walls built up, honey, you are not alone. All right. But it is fucking up your frequency. So if you have been hanging out in a relationship that you know is going nowhere, but you're like, well, I'll just wait until something else comes along. That's not how it works. That's not how the universe typically works. You need to do your part to say, hey, I'm going to do everything within my power to make myself available for this love that I want to manifest in my life. Now, a lot of times we think I'm just killing time until something else comes along. And that sounds fairly logical, right? Like, why not have, you know, a fuck buddy or like, why not have something that you can entertain? It's not that that doesn't make sense. That does make a lot of sense. But that energy that you are expending in that relationship is cluttering up the mental real estate, the mental energy, the emotional energy that you have to call forth something else in your life. All right. So we got number one, declaration. Number two, declutter. And you're going to see spots for this on your worksheets where you can start looking at how can I scale down a little bit? And then as it regards to the declaration that we talked about first, how can you inundate yourself with this new goal? All right, moving on to number three, inspired action. This is where you start doing your part to call this into existence. Now, probably the most difficult piece of inspired action is letting go of your action yielding the result that you want. It is maddening, okay? So I'll give you an example as it relates to friendships, actually. So I had decided I want to manifest some really rich friendships. And I was felt, felt very lacking in that arena. So I decided on action steps that I could take. I joined a gym with a bunch of people who were into a very specific fitness modality. We kind of followed the same expert and I figured, okay, there's a place where we have something a lot in common. Maybe I could spark up some great friendships there. We had new people who moved in next to us. So I went and got connected with the new neighbors and talked to them. And I did a whole slew of other things that genuinely sounded, and this key, this is key, genuinely sounded fun to do. When I thought about going to join this gym, I wasn't like, oh, gosh, it's going to be such a drive or, 
I just don't want to do that. I was pumped up. I wanted to do that piece of action even if I never made any deep, soulful connections. Same thing with the neighbors. I wanted to be that type of a neighbor. I wanted to go introduce myself. I wanted to see, you know, if they, if I could support them in any way, no matter what, no matter if it ended up being a great friendship or not. But I do find that when it comes down to intimate partnerships, we end up going out on dates or we take some sort of inspired action and we go, this has to be it. This has to yield the result. But what we're doing with inspired action is it's like we're sending out this homing device. (laughs) We're sending out this message to be like, yo, people who match up with me, I'm single and ready to mingle, right? Even though whatever it is that you're doing may not yield that exact result. So in my situation, my mom at the exact fucking same time, y'all, went to a 4th of July celebration and ran into a childhood friend of mine who we are now super close. We talk all the time and we rekindled that relationship that has now been going strong for well over a decade. At the same time, I was really mulling over what do I want to do with my career. I went back to my coaching school and assisted in order to revisit the curriculum and see if I wanted to actually go through all of the certification, I met my very best friend, Andrea, while I was assisting. And my headspace was not like, I'm going to go meet friends here. My headspace was actually, I'm doing this 100% for my career. It just so happened that the universe was like, oh, here's a place I can drop it off. Thank you for sending out your homing device. I know exactly where to find you. Here you go. Here's a bestie. Coincidentally, I also changed locations in the work that I was doing and a bunch of new people at my workplace who I had not initially hung out with became some of my very, very closest friends. But what I want to underline about this inspired action is all of the things that I did to try to manifest it didn't actually work except for the fact that they sent out that message to the universe that I was fucking serious, serious enough that I was going to get off my ass and actually do something to call that into existence. And then it was delivered to me through another means. I can't tell you how many times I've heard of colleagues of mine saying, okay, I need to manifest $10,000. And then they go and do some sort of launch or some sort of program that fails miserably. And then they get a tax refund of 10 grand. So they, they went out and did something. They took the inspired action. It was something they wanted to put out into the world that they felt good about. But then what they wanted, the 10K, didn't come through the method they thought it was going to come through. So that is what they call in the manifestation world, letting go of the how, how it comes into existence. So the important piece here is that you start doing something and that that whatever it is that you are doing sounds fun to you. So a couple of ideas here. You can join various clubs or teams or organizations, or churches, or affiliations, anything that you might have 
in connection or in common, like political organizations or philanthropic stuff, or if you love to be outside, could you join, you know, a, a hiking team or a hiking group? Or there's a an awesome place out here in North Carolina called Whitewater Center that is just a haven for all things outdoorsy, has actually gotten this indoor girl <laughs> to flex my outdoor muscles. But that sort of a thing, like they have a, a yearly membership. So are there places that you could go that would be a, in alignment with other people automatically by default because of what it is? Meetup has a lot of great options like that. If you go to meetup.com, I looked for a couple out here in Charlotte when I moved here, and I joined one called Leaving Religion. So it's all of these people who have broken free from different types of religious dogma. That sort of a group would be already in alignment with your values, something that you, you hold very close to your heart that is imperative for your own fulfillment. So start thinking about that. Another great piece of this, y'all, that's so easy that we forget and overlook is to go to your trusted friends and family and tell them that you are open and ready to date and you are interested and here are your deal breakers. Here are your criterion. Here's what you're looking for. Here's your ideal. So that they now have your declaration on their mind and they start becoming pieces of your manifestation where they start going, hey, I wonder about Jonathan in accounting or, ooh, Brianne in my mom's group would be amazing for her or for him or whatever. So that can be incredibly helpful and it's vulnerable. That's already a piece of you flexing that vulnerability muscle. And the reason why vulnerability is even important at all is because it is directly equivalent to intimacy. If you walk in to any relationship with your walls up, you get exactly that amount of intimacy in return. That's just how it works. So if you do want to have this unabashed deep, incredible love, it's going to take some vulnerability. Now, I'll say this too. This is something that I work with my clients on all the time because vulnerability is directly related to our emotions. One of the most vulnerable things that we can do is say how we feel, is to talk about our emotions. And the irony about that is that every fucking decision that we make is rooted in emotion for the most part. Everything we do, everything we want to accomplish, even this, wanting to manifest a a loving relationship is because of how we believe it will make us feel. So how we engage with our emotions is paramount to any fulfilling relationship, whether it's in a work relationship or otherwise. And this is something that I dig into at length. And you may have heard me talk about my Deep Down and Dirty program. I absolutely love working with people through this system and it's battle tested. I've been doing it for years and years and years. 
And in essence, I will see people who come to me who are engaged in behaviors like people-pleasing, perfectionism. They're riddled with self-doubt. They care way too much what other people think. And at the core of that, which it almost always directly relates to relationships, is their belief in self. Am I enough? Am I worthy? And most of the time when they come to me and we start this program, they don't believe that they're enough or they don't believe that they're lovable. And then as we start unpacking this, we start changing the belief systems. We do that by working with the subconscious mind and some hypnosis modalities. And then we start working on who do you want to be? That's exactly what we're talking about here. So if you are at all struggling with speaking up, you know that you're your own worst critic, you constantly are concerned what everybody else thinks of you, whether it's in a dating situation or otherwise, please go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. Have a watch through the workshop there that I've created for you. It highlights five major shifts that you need to make if you want to let go of some of these this tight grip on perfectionism and people pleasing and all of that stuff. And you want to access that enoughness. I go through it all. I talk about how deep down and dirty can support you in doing that. And then if you're interested in in learning more about deep down and dirty and seeing if it's, you know, the ass kicking that you need, you will see an opportunity at the end of that workshop to book a call with a member of my team. And you can fully discuss what you're up against. I have had so many people who come with a major area of their life where it hurts. Either I just went through a divorce, I am struggling with being single, I'm really frustrated in my career, I've had a lot of loss in my life. There's a surface issue where it hurts, but under all of that is a need to believe in self-worth. So if that's you, again, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. Before I move on from inspired action, just a couple more things. Obviously, you can do internet profiles. You could try to find speed dating in your area now that COVID is starting to be a little bit less obtrusive. You could look for a matchmaker even, somebody who has really high, great skills, You could donate your time to an organization that you highly regard. Get involved with something you are passionate about and you already are in an inspired place. All right? So start thinking about that and brainstorming it and get that all out on paper. You will see a spot for that in your workbook. Number four is starting to receive, learning how to receive. This one also can be a challenge because we don't see receiving in general as being so integral to attracting a partner. But the deal is, if you are wanting certain things in your life and then you actually get them like money or somebody pays you a compliment and you don't receive that, You push it away. Somebody really wants to, let me get your coffee, or no, let me pick up dinner, or 
my God, you did such an incredible job on your report today, or that was a beautiful, beautiful presentation. If you start to push that compliment away, it's essentially like somebody handing you a beautiful gift and you slamming it on the floor. (laughs) Just say thank you. Start learning how to receive. This may also, I know this can be an issue for many, many women, is to receive in bed to allow yourself to be adored, to receive sexually. Start looking at where are these areas in my life where I don't allow receiving. Start looking for those opportunities. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't want to pay the next time you're out with your friend and be like, oh, you know what? You got it last time. Let me get it this time. I really want to pay it forward or pay it back even, or to give other people compliments. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's there's nothing valiant about you throwing people's gifts away. When, when people say, oh, let me get that for you, or let me give you a back rub, or you know, whatever it is, as long as it's not a creepy-ass situation, when it's a genuine gift from somebody else, receive. Because again, that goes out like a Uh, that homing beacon to the universe saying, oh, this bitch over here, she will take it. She will take it. So give her all the things. Because if you keep asking for stuff and then you get it and then you push it away, you are now thwarting this manifestation process. And you're already doing a great job because you're entering into your life positive things. So this step is going to be about allowing it, allowing it. In fact, I had a conversation with uh, a family member ages ago where we, uh, Mr. Smith and I wanted to do something really nice for her. And it was incredibly difficult for her to receive it and accept it. And she was like, she was repelling it, pushing it away, pushing it away. And I said, listen, you can say, this is the, the joy of having a fucking life coach in your family. You can say, this makes me incredibly uncomfortable, but I'm learning how to receive. That is the only response I'm going to to allow. <laughs> and she was like, okay, this makes me very uncomfortable, but I'm learning how to receive. Thank you. You're allowed to say that. You're allowed to say that. And think about when you are on the opposite end, wanting to hand somebody a beautiful gift and they just ignore it and throw it away. And it's the most hurtful thing. It's so shitty. Generosity is one of the most beautiful things about humanity. So if somebody is generous to you, see them for that. See them for that. Hear them. Accept it. Honor them for that. It doesn't have to mean anything other then you are practicing how to receive. And you are also undoing a lot of fucking tools of the patriarchy, I might add. So I don't need to get all into that. But start thinking about how can I start receiving, not just in a dating scenario, in all things. If somebody at work is like, no, I'll stay later. You don't have to stay late. You don't have to stay late tonight. Go ahead and go. Go be with your kids or, you know, go have a fun time. Say yes, goddammit. Just say yes. Say thank you. That means the world to me. I'm going to take you up on that. And then finally, number five is positive self-talk throughout the entire process. So the way that things happen in our world and in our minds, 
a lot of times are not on our timeline. We are in such a fast, 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 make it happen now type of culture. And so if we fill out our worksheets and then we go and join one particular club and then we go donate some time to another organization and we don't meet meet our soulmate, then that self-talk comes in like, well, it's not fucking possible for me or see, this shit doesn't work. And guess what you're doing now? Now with that energy, you're sending out a new homing device saying, go away, stay away. I'm clearly not at entertaining love any longer. So what you can say are things like, I've been a little bit disappointed. I would love for this to have happened yesterday, but I know my worth and I know what I want to attract into my life. And in fact, one of our experts who's coming up in the next couple of weeks is going to talk specifically about that and how she manifested her her partner and how it took her a couple of years because of some of the ways she was getting in her own own way. So this all of these pieces are important and all of these pieces will determine how quickly things happen for you or not. But positive self-talk is so incredibly important. In fact, according to the National Science Foundation, an average person has between 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Of those thoughts, 80% are negative and 95% are repetitive thoughts. So not only are we defaulting to the negative, but we're also repeating that. That is why it is so incredibly important that we start feeding our minds with positive statements or simply empowering statements. You don't necessarily have to jump to, I'm lovable, I'm the shit, I'm a sexy motherfucker, but you, you know, that's really, you know, positive. It can be something empowering, like, it's okay if this is difficult. I am finding strength I didn't know that I had. That's an empowering statement. It's not necessarily overtly you know, positive and flowery, but it's very, very empowering. So start thinking about that. What are some things, some go-to phrases that I can use to encourage myself when I do go on a date and it really sucks or when I do join a new gym and it doesn't yield any gorgeous personal trainers to help me work on my physique. (laughs) So just keeping in mind that that piece, that piece is so huge because it's with you 24-7. And I know it's not going to be shitting glitter all the time. I get it. It's just not possible for us to be in that constant state. The reason why we have so many negative thoughts is because we are constantly gauging our threat level. It is left over from our primitive kind of lizard brain where we're always looking to make sure that we are safe, that we're not going to get eaten by some tiger or bear or get taken out by some rival. And now that has manifested, even though we have an abundance of safety in a lot of ways compared to our primitive ancestors, we're still scanning for threat. So that means now we have to work extra hard to see the positive perspective, to speak kindly to ourselves, especially in the middle of something like dating that resembles a threat, that feels incredibly risky. So keep reminding yourself, I am more interested 
in having a partnership than having my fear. I am deserving of having a rich, beautiful partnership. Whatever it is that you want to say to yourself that inspires you, that keeps you on the same track. And I would, again, encourage you to have some support around this. If you're not seeing a coach or a therapist or some sort of practitioner to help you along this road, it can be so easy to throw in the towel at the minute you get rejected or turned down. And I'm not saying don't give yourself time to grieve and feel that and mourn the loss of something that you were hopeful for. I'm just saying don't stop there. Make sure that you get back up, you remind yourself of your worth, and you go handle some business. So quick little recap. Number one, declaration. Dial in that order. Get it out on paper. Number two, declutter. Start eliminating or scaling down. Stop fucking up your frequency. Number three, take some inspired action. Get really clear on what things you would want to go do that actually feel kind of fun and exciting for you. Number four, practice receiving. Practice allowing things, gifts, pleasure to come your way. It is okay. Number five, keep a positive sense of self-talk with you at all times as much as possible throughout the duration of this process. And again, with that caveat that it doesn't always have to be simply positive, it can be empowering self-talk. I'm hoping that this part two has been helpful. Again, if you want more on the declaration piece, please see episode 401 from last week. And then we'll have two additional experts coming up to talk about some fun, fun stuff that I think will be also hugely helpful in the area of creating lasting love and powerful relationships. I'm hoping this has been helpful for you guys. If you want more information on enoughness and believing that you are lovable, for Christ's sake, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. Have a watch through that. I think it will be really enlightening for you. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life.